All right. Okay. Looks like it's recording. The most consistent, unconsistent podcast. The Culture Academy podcast. We are back from spring break. And it feels good to say, man, class is in session once again. Definitely is in a session. And like I said, back from spring break, I had to make sure uh, what episode number we were on. We are on episode number 18. Yo, you almost had a dub. I can't wait for that episode. <laughs> I mean, at some point, we're going to hit 100, you know. <laughs> 100! You know, even 50, because I want to do something crazy on 50. I'm going to have to, like, try to get 50 up here. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, we got to brainstorm. We got to brainstorm episode 50. Nah, don't you do every 25? Like, 25, 50, 75, 100? I don't know if that's how it works. But that's how we going to do it, guys. Hey, that's cool with me, because then I can plan something on 25. You know, maybe we might invite 25, 50's cousin. Nobody knows about who actually exists. So invite quarter on. Let's do it. Let's let's make it happen. All quarter right. piece. Where you at, baby? <laughs> All right. And again, it's the Culture Academy podcast. Um, this is episode number eighteen. You know what we're doing here is we are giving you guys more life out here. Free smoke. Free smoke. You know. Free smoke. Free smoke. More life. So you know, it's a good segue into that. Um, I will say this, man. For anybody that gives a fuck, anybody, I'm not sure how many people we have listening. Hopefully, it's across the country and other countries as well. Man, we got people across this world who be hitting us up, man. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm just going to let you guys know, man, whatever whatever you guys have popping, man, you'll definitely want to, at some point in your life, do a cruise because it will change your life. Uh, you would not want to do any type of vacation a different way. Make it happen and just roll. Hey, man, I support that, uh, that PSA. That's a very good PSA. But just like we said, speaking of, uh, you know, PSAs here, public service announcements, we should go ahead and just, you know, start talking about the uh, the new Drake record. Our good friend, Aubrey. Aubrey Grant. He's back with Yo, another one. I'm not trying to sound like a hater, but I am. I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe that the biggest rapper goes by the name of Aubrey. That shit blows my fucking mind. Because you look at all the big rappers back in the days, you had Sean Carter, you had, uh, uh, Marshall Mathers, you know. I don't know, man, but is it DMX? Is it DMX's name like Earl? Hey, leave Earl or, or, or something <laughs> like that, man. So I mean, you can't help the name that your mama gave you. <laughs> hey, man, but DMX Earl is not Earl is not a um, a name that both a female and a male can use. If you ever ran across a girl that's named Earl, run. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, word, run yeah. for sure. She might not be a girl. You don't want to chance that, all right? So, I mean, I, I'm really shocked that you that you said, you know, you know. That he's the what of rap? What did you call him? He's the top dog of rap, isn't he? Who who else is the top dog of rap aside from Drake? Is he still a rapper or is he a pop star now? He's still a rapper. He's still a rapper. Based on more life, I would say he's still not. I haven't heard more life, but from what I've heard people say, it's been more rapping than anything. Can you concur? I, I would agree with that, yes. Okay. So I'm I But he still has some poppy records on though. Let's not get it of course like, confused at all. Well, from what I heard is between records one through five, after five, it's just straight up fire. No, because one was free smoke and that was fire. Mm. Okay. I stand corrected. And like I said, I haven't yet heard the record, so I'm really excited to go I mean, ahead and hear it. I mean, I mean, overall, it was a good body of work um, uh, from from Drake. Um, he definitely got back to more of his, uh, to his core, which is um, rapping over beats more so than singing um, over them. Um, but of course, he still had that element. He still had that uh, that element for the ladies as well, which you know everybody has to do. That's what moves the units for you. But uh, but was but what was really impressive to see 
was just, you know, his play on words, which Drake is usually pretty good with that. But just the topics that he was willing to uh, to kind of touch on, um, I felt that he was kind of beating a dead horse uh, with the Meek situation, even though he did have some uh, he did have some critical lines <laughs> that was definitely obviously directed at Meek. Why is he still dissing Meek? I Why? Mean, at this point, it feels like the kid who keeps stealing your lunch money in school. I mean, I think it's one of those situations where you know, um, you know, you're an artist, and you know, you know how it goes when you're, you know, you're in the inner circle and things of that sort. I think kind of it's one of those things that maybe he got wind and got and got word that you know um, that Ross had something that maybe he was going to say some things um, on his upcoming record, and maybe that's why he wanted to, uh, you know, kind of just address some things um, in rebuttal. Because, uh, you know, in, in those types of in those types of circumstances are really small, so you don't know if a record leaked or if somebody says something to Drake about it. But he was also throwing shots at other rappers as well. Big Sean, I feel like he's been kind of jabbing Big Sean um, for a while. And also, we know K-Dot, him and K-Dot kind of um, been throwing subliminals back and forth. Um, I'm not a fan of the subliminals, bro. I mean, I'm not a fan of the subliminals neither, but real but real, uh, <laughs> real fans know the music. Um, so we catch him. Maybe not your cap, maybe not your average fan catch him, but we catch him. So I definitely think that is um I definitely respect Aubrey for keeping it hip hop in the sense that um when attacked, he usually has a rebuttal. And if he doesn't like something that somebody's saying, he usually addresses it over wax. So he he always and keeps it hip hop and I usually respect that. And and I agree and I can respect that. But I will tell you something right now, and this is not just for me because of the fact that Big Sean is um Detroit based artist. Because honestly I'm Stop not- it. Anytime you say it's not because of that, we know no. it's definitely because of that. No, I'm being serious. I'm not a big Sean fan. My problem with it's not really a problem. I won't say that with Big Sean. It's the fact that Big Sean has rapping ability. He can rap. Big Sean has lyrics. But of course, in the society that we're in, in the type of music atmosphere that we're in, he's not gonna go ahead and go lyrical on a record. So he makes them shits like, you know, I don't fuck with you, shit like that. The really poppy sounding hits. I feel like between that entire circle who've had been throwing shots at each other, being Drake. Uh, K. Dot Kendrick Lamar, as well as Big Sean. Right. Kendrick is a step ahead of all of those categories, uh, all of those three rappers. But I feel like Drake needs to be careful with saying Big Sean's name because Big Sean is a better overall lyricist than Drake. I think that Big Sean is definitely underrated um, when it comes to his lyrical ability. Superiorly underrated, just Get, like Rick Ross. And I think it's given the fact to the because because he does this a lot, and I think that you will. Um, agree with this some agree with this he reaches on a lot of bars sometimes man yeah. and they'd be borderline corny man <laughs> so you so Channing Tatum you know so be, <laughs> I mean just yeah Jesus straight that was <laughs> that that was bad but um but I definitely agree with what you're saying there man um K-Dot is definitely two steps ahead it seems because he's very calculated and if you go back and listen um to the record that he just dropped uh the hard four um yes we gotta it, talk about it's it's it's, it's the, the the bars that he's laying are just surgical cuts, man. It's just with such precision. You know exactly who he's talking about. You're not guessing. So he's basically saying, just because I haven't been around, don't think that I'm that I'm still not rap god. And when you hear K Dot spit, it's really it, it makes you almost it makes you say, damn it, he just might have this rap shit, man. Because his flow is crazy. The the wordplay is ridiculous, and I just don't really think that Aubrey has what it takes to. To hang with them if it really came down to it, and we he going and, and we going back and forth, record for record. He doesn't, but you know my my only problem with K Dot is my only problem with Kendrick Lamar, and this is the issue I've had, is 
there's nothing wrong with what he's trying to do musically. Right. But here's my stance on it. Okay. Me and you, I would agree you are. I've been following K-Dot for a long time. Back right. when he was signed with Black Wall Street, um, underneath Game. When he was fucking with the game. Yeah, K-Dot and J-Rock. I've been following him for a long time before he actually blew up. Section 8 really took him all the way up. It took him up. He, that, was, that, that, that was his... Uh... That was his so far gone. That was his Cushion exactly. Orange Juice. That, that's a great. That's a that great, was his future. Yeah, that was a great, future. a great comparison. Cushion Orange Juice as well as so far gone. So that definitely was his two records. My issue that I'm having with Kendrick Lamar is the fact that I think he's trying to do too much with his star power. And what I mean by that is his first record, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, was a classic. 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 And and you was, don't throw me and you don't and throw the word classic and this was around. After he did Section Eighty. Exactly, Section which 80. was a classic. classic also, <laughs> which was so a classic. He hits us with black to black classics. The to pimp a butterfly was not a classic to me. It but was a, it, it was a good record, but it was a, it was a political record. That's what very I'm very political that's, driven. That's where I'm going with this. So to pimp a butterfly was more or less driven based off. He he's taking his stature and he's trying to use it to empower, uh, black people across the country. The community, correct? And I get it. But I feel like he's in his head too many times for doing it. Trying to be now, more of a uh, revolutionary. Exactly. I feel like he's leaning towards that way, and I don't think it's going to be good for his growth because then he's going to box himself in. He's going to become Knox. He's going to become, i.e., maybe what happened to Lupe. Lupe, that's a great example. That's a great example what happened to Lupe because Lupe was bubbling his first few records, and after that, he really got too into his head. So that's my issue with, with Kendrick. So I don't know where he's going with this project. Um, as far as his record, but that I think he dropped, he, but I think he gave us the date of April seventh. I April think he 7th. said is when he's gonna when he drops it. And I'm excited, man. Well, here's my thing about Kendrick too. I mean, he's been baiting those same exact people for a while. Everybody knows the famous control freestyle where he basically said, "Hey, I'm trying to kill which whoever wanted can get it." Which I had no, I don't believe people should have fucking took offense to that because it's like, all right, everybody's trying to be the best. But now he's getting to a point where he's really trying to reel the reel the fish in, if you know what I mean. Like he's really trying to get one of them to bite. And based on they're afraid to bite, though, bro. I think they're afraid to bite. You think so? Because here's where I, here's where I'm going with it. I don't think they're afraid to bite because Big Sean won't bite because of who he is. I think Drake is in a zone right now where he feels he's fucking invincible. That he's gonna bite. He's Drake on, respond to Joe Budden. You don't think he's gonna respond to Kendrick? Why didn't he say nothing on the control? But I mean, but on the control was just that was just a blatant whoever wanted can get it to me, um, which is always needed in hip hop. If exactly. anybody if anybody else wants to put out another control type record, you know, to give us something to talk about, would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> but um, but just just me being a fan of the culture, um, I think at this point I agree with what you're saying. I think Drake is is tunnel vision right now, and I believe that uh. That we should see a, a you know a clash of the titans. To me, the NBA and the rap game are so synonymous, more so than the NBA and the NFL. Because I look, we look at the NBA now, and what do we all say? We say, well, where's the where's the competitive edge? Everybody wants to be friends before the game. Everybody slapping each other on the ass, high fives, and all this shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't want that. We want we want rivalries. We want people to have a vested interest in their craft as well. And for the past, you know. I would say damn near 10 years, we really haven't had a real, I really feel that hip-hop hasn't really been competitive. Yes. Everybody's really been kumbaya and singing around <laughs> the goddamn campfire. And we really need an edgy, I don't want to say another 50 because that sounds cliche, but you need somebody to come in the game and shake it up and I'm not trying to be friends with you. I'll come, I'm here at the award show, but don't fucking look at me. Don't fucking talk to me. No, don't call my manager about doing no fucking records if you're not on my label. 
that's what we're missing. That's what we kind of need to get back into. But no, I agree with that. I agree. 50 is a perfect example of that. See, that's my problem with Drake right now is the fact that he's so into himself. I'm not with the subliminals, bro. I understand that Drake is a passive-aggressive rapper. That's the same with anybody else. But see, being passive-aggressive, being a rapper, they, 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 they're so, they're it, so it opposite, clashes, right? Exactly. Clashes. It clashes all the time. So that's my problem with Drake. Like, for example, Drake and Jay-Z have been throwing shots at each other for years. Those guys confuse me, man. At what point is Jay-Z or Drake going to come out and say, hey, you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but see, but then, like, they'll throw jabs at each other. Like, Jay-Z has the, the shining record. I love that record, by the you way. You like the record? I, you don't I, like that record? I, I, can't, I can't stand the queen on that. I think it, it feels so forced. It feels Rihanna-esque. Yeah, see, it feels like it feels like, like Beyonce shouldn't be on the record. It, it does feel but like it feels like, on the record. But it feels like Beyonce said, Jay-Z, if, I, if you go, if you and Rihanna do one more goddamn record, <laughs> you're sleeping on the goddamn couch. That's what the fuck it sounded like. She sounds like she's looking at him saying that, yo. Yeah, like, I agree. But, uh, but Jay-Z, again, set Drake up beautifully. Um the worst he's a wordsmith okay anytime you're going into the the writing hall of fame as a rapper mm-hmm. i think he's like the first one to do that <laughs> like dude okay don't don't ever challenge his pen exactly okay but uh but i agree with you on that man but those guys confuse me so much because they'll throw subliminals back and forth and then the next thing we know they're on the number one record together yeah so i'm like yo so what the fuck is going on i i have no idea and that that's my problem with these passive aggressive rappers now we can kind of uh, we kind of said i want i want to segue into another conversation that we missed Let's do and, it. and we'll we'll circle back to drake and jay-z because i want to talk about that but this is my this is where passive aggressive rapper comes in obviously me and you we are i would consider us i'm not gonna say hip-hop historians because we don't go that deep into it but we're definitely more we definitely have more knowledge than the average hip-hop fan definitely more than your casual fan exactly so here's where i'm going with this the remy martin and Nicki Minaj's beef. Now, we didn't talk about this. We have been on a holidays for about a month. So we yeah, have. We were on administrative leave. This has already kind of came and went. So I just want to touch base on it and we'll make it quick. But um, that's where the social media really got into a frenzy was the fact that Remy Martin, and a lot of people don't know, Remy Ma came up with Big Pun. Correct. She's so been around. She's been around the block and she knows she's been rapping for years. So she's born from that era where, look, if I have a problem with you, I'm coming at you. I'm going to address it. And I'm going to address you exactly. So when she comes on a record, which is the Sheether joint, and she directly says, I mean, the record starts, fuck Nicki Minaj. You know who she's talking about. So that took the internet in a frenzy, and they ran with it like, oh, my God, how dare somebody call out our queen like that? But Remy came from that cloth. Now, absolutely. what we talked about in the first record, Sheether, I felt, in my opinion, I'm not sure if you share this opinion because we haven't talked since then. My opinion on Sheether was she had good points with her lyrics, but the flow kills it for me. Yeah, the flow was definitely off. It wasn't your normal uh, Remy type of... Um, she still sounded gutter, but she sounded like she was performing... Like she had saw somebody else perform the flow and she was just imitating what she saw. Are you uh, insinuating anything over here, Mr. Ree? I'm just gonna say that um, little little alphabetical slaughter, <laughs> a little papoose. I, I'm just gonna say that when you have another iron sharpens iron, <laughs> and and when you have another um, another lyrical um, genius sitting next to you, um, and you want to make sure you get it right, you know you might ask for you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that you had a ghostwriter, but you might ask for an assist. 
I agree with that. And I think anybody is stupid to not think that Remy Ma did not get an assist from Papoose. I think anybody is stupid to think that um, Nikki didn't get an assist from whoever she was in the studio with when she made the record. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, I don't agree with that, and I'll tell you why. Because that record sounded like it was not, they were not in the studio together. That record sounded like it was Like it was just was, send it to me and I'll do my piece. Yeah, like it was something that was in the stash that they had meant to record. And Remy Ma, decided, not Remy Ma, I'm sorry, Nicki Minaj decided, okay, I'm going to go Maybe she dusted it off and gave it a fresh verse. Yeah, exactly. That's what that record sounded like to me. Um, but, you know, but neither here nor there. It's the fact that, that she did not have flow. Now, Nicki Minaj did not respond because Nicki played the sucker shit. The sucker response immediately. She posted something on Instagram talking about record sales, which is the dumbest shit to me. Yeah, in hip hop, record sales, when somebody's coming at your neck, goes out the window. Exactly. And especially if it's somebody like this is different than maybe you say Drake Joe Budden because Joe Budden was not known at that time and Drake was. But Remy came off the heels of probably the hottest record towards the end of last year being all the way up. Yes, I mean, her timing was, was impeccable. So you can't just dismiss her. So you're going to sit here and throw record sales. And then Remy came out with the second one, which he flowed a lot better, but the which disc is was more, weak. Which was more Remy-esque. Exactly. But the disc was not as strong as the first one. Then Nicki Martin. Nicki Martin. I'm mixing two people up. Nicki Minaj. You done fused they ass. Nicki Minaj comes out with no frauds with Drake and Lil Wayne. I have a big problem with that record because I don't think you should address beef on a pop record. That's just my And opinion. also to that point, that was also their first record back together so you killed if, the moment if, if you're gonna try to make it um you know try to as as, try, as of a monumental moment they tried to make it seem i think that kind of fell you know they they fell well short of trying to make the moment feel that way you could have saved it for you could have used that reunion for one record and then you should have just went after remy all on your own that's to to your point i believe that remy that little clash was needed you know in the pefion of hip-hop history it was needed for that to happen but i felt like it could have been better um given the two competitors especially given the fact that when remy was gucci man and i hate to keep going back to that but when she was with gucci and deb and them man she was spitting for real ever since ever since stun and, and wayne and drake picked her up she's been very successful successful but but the bars have not been there so as a hip-hop uh head nikki you're very disappointing. Get your bars up, man. Oh, man. Disappointing. I, I'll be honest. I was disappointed with the response with Nikki because it just, it, it wasn't hard hitting. Like, Remy's I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't feel it in my gut, man. Like, Remy came out. You're talking about, hey, the fact that oh, actually, she's bringing personal no, wait, shit. I, actually, I think I put it up with the stink face. <laughs> and then they took it down because I had the music playing on the gram. Yeah, they did. Yeah, fuck, they took you know, it down. fuck Universal Copyright Music Group. Shit. Fuck Universal Music Group. But yeah, facts, man. The, the the point is the fact that the fact that Nikki. Here's my problem with it. She really played it. She tried to play it as a passive aggressive rapper, which is what we talked about. Whenever it comes to rap and being passive aggressive, it, it bump heads. It doesn't mix. So she tried to play it that way. But my thing is, Remy Ma just came on the record and brought personal shit, including the fact that you are supporting your brother who is a pedophile. Yeah, you know, you have to say I love my brother, but, uh, you know, he did some fucked up shit and, uh, you know, um, and leaving the hands of the jury. But, yeah, you know, she supports him and she was going there, you know, um, testifying on his behalf. But that's a family matter and, you know, I'm not um, that bold to get into shit like that. But, yeah, but she definitely did address it 
Well, it's uh, not even about Remy being bold. It's sure. the fact that Remy said something like that, so she's bringing super personal business into so it. She's bringing, she's bringing the super uglies into it. Exactly. And your response to that is basically, hey, if you needed my help, you could have got it. Like, nah, right? Nah, How does this go not... over when I see you in the streets? I don't think nothing's going to happen, man. I mean, I mean obviously, that nothing is going to happen. But, like, you know, when you have that moment and we're at the fucking award show or we're, at, we're coming out of the same studio and I fucking see you and you fucking said this ruthless, personal-ass shit to me and all I said to you was scoreboard. <laughs> like, at some point, that has to mesh. for this. But that's also a good uh, segue since we really don't want to talk about that too long to Nikki's boss who had pretty much next to nothing to say um after Ross uh, released his record Ross just dropped another um an, I don't know are they calling these are these tapes or are these albums now you know what I'm saying yeah. I don't know are these tapes or what the hell are we calling these see that's where it's getting confusing I think the Drake more life was a tape Right, but I think the Ross was meant to be an album. Was meant to be an album because this Drake shit is set is breaking all these damn Spotify records and all these <laughs> streams. But, but they're treating it like a goddamn album. So, but I didn't have to pay for anything. So I don't. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. But uh, but Rose, uh, dropped his dropped his album slash tape. I guess is what we'll call it. And it was a very good body of work, man. It was good to hear Rose, um, back out and back at it. Uh, Rose is I'm one a Rose of the fan. best. I, I am too. He's one of the best uh, storytellers that we have um, in the rap game still going. And he came back with a solid effort. You know, Wale was on that thing. Um, Meek was on there as well. And um, he had a couple other guest spots that was on there also. But the major point of the album or the or the spot that got the most, uh, the record that got the most spotlight was the Idols. Was the oh, uh, Idols yes. Become Rivals record that he we did. We got to talk about it. And, now. Uh, Idols become, Idols become rivals. I want to sit here and say right now, and probably be the first one to say this. I think anytime you hear about beef, all signs point to Joe Budden. And here's what I'm going to say about that. Joe Budden comes out with a record on his Rage vs. Machine, Rage in the Machine album uh, com- uh, compilation with A-Rap Music. His last record on that was called Idols. And the entire record is a seven-minute record. He kept going on to, if you live long enough, you see your idols be your rivals. And then Rick Ross drops. Idols become, <laughs> idols become rivals. rivals. So I I think this, this was really a more interesting one to me because I don't understand. It, it feels more on a personal level, if you know what I mean. I feel like this this wasn't something that came out of nowhere. I feel like this was something that maybe Rick Ross, okay, I really looked up to Birdman as a businessman. And kind of had some malice on it, didn't it? It did. Kind of had some ill will behind it. Not just let me get this off my chest, but like, I'm a little disgusted. Exactly. Like, hey, I looked up to you when I was growing up, when I wanted to do this business. Now that I met you and I know who you are. I don't fuck with you. That's what it felt like to me. But you know what I'm going to tell you, man? And I don't know if you heard this. But this is a saying. You don't ever want to meet your idols, man. You don't hmm. ever want to meet your idols because it's always disappointing. He said he, mur- he met Birdman and his watch was fake. He, he should know right then that we should not do no songs together. We should not collaborate <laughs> together. We should not have dinner together. It was just nice meeting you. And that should have been that, man. You never want to meet your idols, man, because they never live up to the hype that you have. But... um. But at the end of the day, man, and he even addressed the issue that he had with Trick Daddy on there saying that if me and Trick really got an issue, we could really always talk it out. 
we two Miami brothers. But uh, but I, I just didn't know about the shit that was going on with Khaled, man. And I and it makes sense for me now for Ross to kind of speak on that, even though even though we don't know what's really going on behind the scenes with all the contracts and everything like that. But it does kind of let you let you see well, it's good to see Khaled winning now that uh, since he was he it seems as though he got fucked up. By Rosanna. Well, by, uh, um, just give, since we haven't been on for a while, give the give the fans some backstory as far as what uh, Rick Ross is talking about in that record. Uh, kind of what happened on the record, he was just kind of saying um, that it's disappointing, you know, that this for this for uh, for for Birdman to have um, touched or for what he's saying to have almost touched half a billion dollars, and yet he has artists out here starving and whatnot. Now let's just let's just be real. Let's just be clear. None of the marquee artists on Cash Money is starving. Wayne ain't starving. <laughs> Drake ain't starving. Nicki Damn Show ain't starving. And so none of these top guys are starving. But he is withholding money, it seems, from Drake or from Wayne. Um, he did. Remember, a lot of you guys may not remember, but Khaled did sign with Cash Money. Yes. And and that was a joint a joint venture that they did. And remember that one of Khaled's hardest artists during that joint venture was Ace Hood. Yes. So I'm not quite sure if Birdman kind of screwed him over um, in regards to that deal because, again, we're not previous to the paperwork, but that's more so what, uh, what Ross was kind of alluding to. And then he was also alluding to, you know, fake jury, leasing vehicles, um, things that I feel we all we all already knew. But it's always funny to hear somebody speak about it on wax, um, saying how the nigga didn't go visit BG when he was mm -hmm. in jail, basically didn't give Turk shit when Turk got out of jail. And, and BG's all, still in jail, is that? Yeah, it? that's correct. And we all know how my man Manny Fresh just come on now. We don't, we don't have to even go into that. How he, how we all know Manny and Juvie been jerked around, or at least from what they say, they say they've been jerked around um, over the years. And now it looks like he's you know he's doing it to his own you know quote unquote son Wayne, which is why we haven't seen the Carter Five. So yeah, so that's 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 the perfect backstory to that. Look at that, this motherfucker's a walking Wikipedia. So. <laughs> So exactly. So I mean, so much came came about that one. Um, between all this bullshit that we've been talking about today, uh, I think it all comes down to this for me. I and beef we, is back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> beef and is we back. We talked about this before, but now it feels more like it really is back. Like it, it really is something that's prominent in hip hop. And like I said, I'm not with the passive aggressive shit. See what I like about Kendrick and his passive aggressive bars is the fact that we know who Kendrick's talking about. Right. Kendrick is, is very forthcoming. Exactly. He called out Big Sean's album by title. He called out Drake by shit we can recognize. So it's not like something that's a mystery to us. We know who he is talking about. So in in that, in, in saying all of that, like to be 100% be honest, I'm just really glad that music is back in hip-hop but this tells me right now that with the exception of drake these big heavyweights have a chink in their armor they do man they, and they really and they really um and they know it so that kind of leads them to be really fragile man and really sensitive about the shit that you say to them like nikki really showed her uh chink in her armor when it came to the Remy mob beat so we talked about this on air, out of air, and I don't want to go back to this, so I'll just say this final point, Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj beef. It's the fact that this showed me the entire beef, there was no wins or losses, but what it revealed more about to me was Nicki Minaj. That's pretty much it is what it is. Like 
the fact that she wants to use her celebrity, she's not ready for that type of thing. And I'll be honest, I can't blame Nicki Minaj for that. You're in a different type of realm. You're not really hip hop. You're branching out clothing lines. Yeah, but and you can't like say that. that when you're yelling queen of rap. I, I agree with that. And that's where that's where it really comes into. That's what I'm saying, that she really showed her chink in armor. Drake is not going to have a chink in his armor unless somebody bigger comes at him. So unless, say, I don't know, and I don't think this would happen because... But could Jay-Z really... That's why I was Could Jay-Z really get him at this point, though? No. It would, it, 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 it would have to be... Who is his peer? Does he have a peer? Kendrick. Can anybody who maybe... Can anybody below him knock him off his pedestal? Below Kendrick? Below Drake. Below anybody, Drake. Any rapper who, who can still rap, but if they actually put in the energy to kind of... J. Cole. Because you, know, you kind of have to put in the energy. Because that's, that's, that's how 50 got his foot in the door. He put, he put in the energy to ruffle all these motherfuckers' feathers to mm-hmm. where we was like, did you hear this 50 cent rate? Did you hear, did you hear this motherfucker 50 cent? <laughs> to, where he, to where he had the whole city of New York, everybody was like, yo, this motherfucking little... He was like, the, he, was like, Dennis, he, was like a, he was like a more badass Dennis the Menace who was just running around, a more gangster Bart Simpson who was running around, <laughs> terrorizing the gods of hip hop at that particular time just by throwing just by throwing rocks at their glass houses so who's going to be does j cole cuz you have to, you have to put an effort into it you could just it wouldn't be a one record thing you would have to put some effort into really chipping away at the mantle you know that j it, cole i think cole could do it and cole got the following to do it i think kendrick could do it kendrick got the following to do it and uh somebody else who i think could do it but um, he has to follow him to do it as well. But I don't think he will. Is uh, is Fabo? But he's but he's Fabo super passive. Um, yeah, Fabulous doesn't. Fabulous is the coolest motherfucker in hip hop. He don't get because to me, Fab is Fab is still that one guy in hip hop man who definitely gets his due. But he hasn't had that one. You know that one full comp. You know complimentary music that stamps stamps his place in the game yet. So I'm still waiting for him to put out that full body of work. Where he gets it critically and he gets it commercially. Well, I'll I'll tell you about Fab. Is the problem with Fab beef wise is I don't agree with that because I think Fab did stamp his name in the game. Which which, which what record? I think Fab Fab is like the LO of rap, where it's like okay, if you look at the nineties and shit, you won't. Everybody who thinks of the nineties, they automatically go to Big and Pac. Well, if you look at the early nineties, it was a, it was there was, was an LL era. Yeah, there was an LL era, and at the same time, there was a Fab era. He had yeah, I remember like like the street talks. Street talks. Um, he also had that. What was that record with? Um, the more the, uh, there's no cop. I mean, like he had mixtapes, but I'm, but a lot of these records was more so like because Breathe was probably what's his biggest record to date. Will we, will, does he have a record bigger than Breathe? Because Breathe was still probably his. I mean, he had records with like Little Mo. I, would but I mean, say like the records with just uh, with him. Oh, just because the him. Superwoman was okay. a huge record. The um, See, just with him would change it because I was going to go automatically to that so into you record. The Superwoman shit that he had with Little Mo, the so into you record was huge, but those was female records. Yeah. I'm talking like actual hip hop, like records. It was probably be the brief. Brief would be would that probably one. be that record for him. Um, but see, here's the thing with Fab is I think Fab is in a rare. Um, he's he's in a different echelon of the of the game, and what I mean by that is people know what Fab pen does. Absolutely. So they don't want to test him. You never see a subliminal coming. 
aside from that Ray J Fab shit, which that was more or less shit that that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. So aside from that, I mean, you don't see some, and it's because Fab is a cool ass dude, man. Like, who the fuck want to come at Fabulous, man? Like, come on. So, I look at Fab and Jewel's like in that same boat, man. They get they just do, but that's more so to the because Jewel. I think Jewel's probably had more impact holistically, probably more so than than Fab. Fabo. Wow, that's a that's a deep deep uh, route to go. I I don't agree with that because of uh, discography. The Fabulous records have been way more than Jewel's. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, mm, we'll pull up Jewel's hit, hit list as well. I'm talking like cultural impact, not as far as I'm talking like culturally impact. Yes, that's, because, that's what I mean. And, and, that's what I'm reason, saying. Culturally impact is Jewel's. I was slightly the, ahead of Fab. The only reason I would give Jewel slightly ahead of Fab in that case is because of his affiliation with Dipset. Like, oh, absolutely, and, and that's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, as far as the, you know, the scope, who, if you had to write it, you you almost have to write because Jewel's what he did, and plus at the age he did it too was fucking crazy. He was like 18 <laughs> years old, fucking going bananas on these hit records exactly. with with the dips with fucking Jay Z and fucking it was going bananas. But uh, but yeah, man, those two guys, I look at those two guys in the same boat, but Jewel's slightly ahead overall. But lyric, but come on now, musically, I mean, it's not even close. All right, definitely. I can see where you're going with that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. <clears throat> All right, and we are Bizak. Okay, so let's continue this conversation that we were having. Um, I don't want to get too far off topic, so let's just let's just stick to the big news, which obviously is Kendrick and Drake. How far do you think this goes? I think it all depends on Aubrey. Um, I think if Aubrey wants to come out, you know, and play, you know, a little play off the Warriors there. If he wants to come out and um, and just entertain the people, that's all it really is. It's just you, you know, wordsmith versus wordsmith, and uh, and seeing who can string these words together better. But I think if if it all depends. If Aubrey wants to compete, then we might be onto something. But if Aubrey don't want to compete and he just is fine with throwing subliminals and he just wants to remain on tour in Europe and just you know secure the bag, then this is where it stops and this is where it goes. And then if I'm Kendrick, I just you know. Look in the mirror and smirk and say, I got this motherfucker again. <laughs> but well, this time, I don't know if Drake can really run this time. Because I think that even the casual fan might kind of pick up on who the hell K-Dot is talking to. though. Yes, I agree with that. But then again, at that same point, is to me, Kendrick and J. Cole and Drake are the only people who can get involved with beefs together. And really have an impact on each other. Like... It's because enough money to go around. There, there is, but I feel like they're the only ones who can have an impact on each other. Because if it came to a point, and I don't think it'll ever come to this point because of all three of those characters' personalities, and characters is the wrong word for that, all three of those rappers' personalities, Kendrick, if Kendrick was involved... Okay, so if Kendrick comes on a record, until somebody says, fuck you directly, I don't think it's going to have an impact. Because it could be like Jay-Z versus Drake. You've been throwing shots at each other for years and nobody has noticed. The casual fans haven't noticed. So until Kendrick actually comes out and says, all right, Drake, or make something maybe really obvious, like throw in a more life jab or some shit like that. I don't, I don't. I see what you're saying. Until he actually makes it a more deliberate effort to really, you know, you have to call it, call the person out by name. You, no more sidestepping, no more, no more, um, no more jabbing. You need to come up, you need to come across somebody's face with the left hook and leave your name on it. 
And I don't think it'll happen because I don't think they're, they're invested. Number one, they're invested that way. And the bigger thing is I don't think that they have a problem with each other. It's just competition. You know, and I think, and I know this is probably a topic for another day, but in all in all, and I know it's going to be sad. I know it's going to, I know it's going to sound petty because we blame this for everything that's wrong in today's world. Uh oh. But bro, a part of me ultimately bro, bro. feels that, you know, fucking social media, bro, doomed people's willingness to engage in beef because you could lose a beef off of memes the person's the person's bars could have been trash as fuck but if somebody comes up with the meme that's the funniest then right. it could be over you just opened up a huge conversation so here. i so i think so but it's probably a conversation that i think we could probably have a whole podcast on another day but how social media and technology has kind of changed the face of the thing that we call hip hop, man, because if you weren't afraid of the meme and you weren't afraid of the of the backlash that you would get, people would engage in beef a lot more. Because the worst thing they could say is, "Oh, it's just on record," or "Oh, they must they might just do like a little poster at their show and that's it." But so now, basically, what you're saying is a rapper can get involved in a beef with each other, and maybe let's say, for example, if Kendrick and Drake went at a direct beef, like they called each other out, and Kendrick's beef is on. A fucking historic level, like Kendrick's disc record, like this is one of the best disc records of all time. But Drake has the best memes. That can mean in the younger fans' eyes, right? He, he won it in the in the Twitterverse, in, okay. the, in the Instagram world. But in that world, ultimately holds more heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, numbers matter. We're talking actual dollars. But if you can win the social media battle, you don't. The perception is you don't won the war, so you don't won. That's okay. ultimately what was it. It just ha- we just really haven't seen it happen yet. We haven't seen it where somebody put out a better disc record and social media crushed them. Because ultimately what happened with Drake and Meek was Drake put out a better record and just ate his ass up. And then the memes and then came. The memes. And it was just, it was just, you know, that was just historical, historical memes. I, the memes we saw then were just unbelievable. But I, but I think that plays a part in it. I, I believe that, you know, a certain, you're not, you're not going to risk it all when social media can kill you, yo. But are we going to sit here and say for a fact that you could beat Drake in memes when Drake is a meme no, 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 itself. No, no, no. What I'm what I'm saying is that you could have somebody, let's say, um, like uh, da, 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 da. like Drake and Pusher. They've been going back and forth for a while. Pusher could come out with the with the diss that as soon as as soon as it's over, your phone just blows up because it was so fire, right? <laughs> and Drake could come out with the record that was good. But but you and I both know if you took the voices off the record and listened to the bars, Pusher would have won. Let's just say that's the case. Now you bring social media into it. That's such another phenomenon, such another beast unto itself that that can overlook the music, which is i.e. what kind of happened, case in point, with Remy and Nikki. To me, you know, the first one, Remy, she's there, she killed her. But then Remy kept coming with the subliminals. And then the number pictures and all the other pictures she had that it, it was so overwhelming and she had so much overwhelming support just off of pictures that it almost made the casual fan forget that, oh, shit, just 24 hours ago, I was playing this sheet the record. That's <laughs> okay. how fast it can change. OK, I can see where you I can see where you're going with that. But I, I guess, um, you know what? It's funny that you say that because the Pusha T and Drake, I, I think the funniest thing about that beef right there is the fact that. Drake really was feeling himself and took a giant step up in two birds and one stone and basically called out Pusha T 
Yeah, and to but, my but surprise, you, but you had to say, basically, basically, that's what it was. He actually called him out. To my surprise, Pusha T did not respond. I feel like Pusha T has been waiting for that moment, and he got it, and he did not take advantage. But, but I understand that responding because that's like, but that's like me poking at you for years. I'm jabbing at you for years, and you choose not to engage oh. me. Then when you do choose to, then when you do to do to do choose to engage me. Now I'm not gonna jump at the very next site to engage you back because now I look like now it looks like you running me. Fuck no! I've been hollering at you for five years. You finally <laughs> pick up the phone, holler me back, holler back at me. I'm supposed to call you. Fuck that! I'm gonna catch you when it's more convenient for me. I think that's all that it really is, yo. Okay. I just really I'm tired of all this. Um, I I think we can put a bow tie on a lot of this conversation and just say. I'm tired of all this passive aggressive beef. Just, just, just get right to it. Just get right to it. Because just like you said, we mentioned multiple names. We mentioned Big Sean, J. Cole, Drake, Pusha T, Jay-Z, um, Kendrick Lamar. Those five people, six people, whatever I can't count, that we just named, they've all been dissing each other passive aggressively. It's been one giant fucking circle. Like, just diss each other. That is it. That is it. I don't need to hear the rest of the shit. Like, just diss each other. I don't, I don't need no warm-up. I don't need no size. I just want the main entree. Fuck the dessert. Get straight to the action. Exactly. And I just want to see... I the, want a Kendrick and J. Cole record together, which is the rumors were that they were according to Twitterverse, as well as uh, Schoolboy Q said they were Sometimes shit just sound, looks better on paper. You don't think that would be a good record? J. Cole I think they're trying to do a whole... A whole a slew of records on like an album. Nah, no, nah, man, just give me a, just give me one or two singles and keep it moving. Well, you know, my only issue with uh, J Cole and Kendrick record would be depending on where they went with it. If they kept it simple, I think it would be a classic. But if they got to a point where they want to be too political, which I feel like they would end up, they would doing, have, they, yeah, those two minds get together. You're gonna yeah. get, a, you're gonna get a political album. So I, 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 if that's the case, yeah, I could skip it. You know. I, I have to see. So I have to make sure that we have to make sure we have the right executive producer, exactly, to steer the album the right way. Exactly. So, man, that whole thing. But um, you know, and Drake really needs to. I, I feel like Drake is falling. He's falling underneath a path, kind of like uh, Fat Joe and Terror Squad, where you got a really good group of artists underneath him and OVO. But I think that he's not going to put the time and effort into them. Like, I mean, but at the end of the day, I kind of feel like. Again, you know, to your point with the Fat Joe Terror Squad, um, even even though G Unit in there, some of those some of those millions of people that was in the diplomats, um, are are they really? They seem to be really content with just being on a record here, there, and then just getting the getting all the fruits of Drake's labor, going on tour. You know, this thing be saying he still live with these dudes, man. So I'm not, I don't know if they're really that invested in trying to get their own careers off the ground. Though I do fuck with uh, my boy Obi O'Brien because he's super funny. <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute though so you don't fuck with a uh, party next door i mean i'm not really a big party next door guy and not to say that i that i don't fuck with him uh, i probably couldn't tell you i probably couldn't name you any of his songs okay okay then i mean i mean I, i'm not a really big party guy neither i was just curious i figured you'd be on that train as far as party next door because he seems right up your alley but, uh, what the fuck does that mean Seems right up your alley man you know he got that uh that, that singing thing going on you know i don't know man um, <laughs> Only real fucking dude, only real singing dudes I'm fucking with now is like, you know, the weekend's pretty dope. But other than that, man, I don't know. I, I don't really know any party next door. Is he is he the party on the Sunday? The party on the Sunday guy? 
Do it all again on Monday or some shit like that. Oh, you mean uh, club going up on Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. That, oh, that's I, I, I love Macon. See, I see. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, wrong dude. Yeah, like, they got a bunch. The OVO. They is all a, sound the same. OVO is a collection of one hit wonders. To so, me. What's what does he do? Party next door. Party next door. Uh, come and see me with Drake. Yeah, no, no, you heard that record. Come and see me. Come and see me for once. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah okay, 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 yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. You don't ever come see me. Yeah, okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah, so. Yeah, see, that's right. My girl's Ali Brown listen to that shit. <laughs> but your girl listen to Dipset, though. Absolutely. Okay, then. There you go. So you you got it right, man, because I'm trying cheer, to get. Cheer, 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 cheer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my girl on this Dipset shit. Which what? She, she bought this Luke Bryan country shit. Like, no, fuck man. Out what the? What the? What? Who is it? Luke Bryan, uh, Sam Hunt. That's another one. Uh, Sam Smith, I don't know who the fuck. Stand, stand with me, guy. I know Stan Smith. Yeah, you know Sam Smith. Nah, man, she. What the hell? I don't fuck with none of these people she fuck with, but uh, <laughs> I can see she well, she gonna come out talking we, shit. We, we, I are, see. we are here in Tampa, man. You know they got the fucking Dallas Bull and shit. You know, yo, fuck that, man. They got Ebor. All right, one club cannot outweigh like ten bars. I'm cool, <laughs> you know, whatever, I can't. I can't get down with this shit. So she could take her happy ass and her banjo and go upstream. I'm chilling. That's it. Like, that is <laughs> it. Motherfucker said upstream. Hell no. I see you, baby. I love you, baby. Uh, you good? <laughs> All right, man. Um, we we are about we are about 45 minutes in, and I think this will be a good time to actually uh, cut it loose a little bit. Yeah. I know. Yeah, man. Disappointed. We need to make it to an hour, our first episode in a month. But you know, we'll, we'll be more consistent. Nah, man. We'll, we'll let the students off easy the first day back in class after a month. It was definitely a good day back, man. Definitely missed it. Um, <clears throat> you already know the handle, man. <clears throat> Jude, it's been a month. <laughs> uh, at Sky High Reed, man. You can find me. Anybody um, interested in looking for us to promote they, um, they merchandise, they product, or any uh, placements of um, products, uh, hit us up in the DM. Uh, we can definitely uh, try to work something out if it's um, a product that we fuck with, of course. Of course. And just like you said, so we got a few handles here. Um, my Instagram is no longer. I actually got rid of my Instagram. Oh, you switched uh, it up on us? Yeah, I actually deleted my oh, you, Instagram. Oh, oh, you, oh, oh, was one of, oh, oh, you in timeout? No, it's not even the time. I <laughs> it's just the fact that I really realized that I never really used my personal Instagram, so I just got rid of it. So yours would be wait, wait a minute. Yours is not Sky High Reed. It would be Ricky Tannery at this point, wouldn't it? <clears throat> Didn't you change it? Um, I don't think so. Actually, yeah, I did. I am. I am back to my. I'm back to my alter ego, Ricky, Ricky Tannery, <laughs> man. For, for for those of y'all who know where Ricky Tan is from. Then you know. For those of y'all who don't know, go go look in the fucking book. Go Google it. That, that what the kids say now? Yeah, go That's Google it. Go Google Rick, Ricky Tan. Ricky Tan. Okay, so you're at Ricky Tannery. As always, you can follow the Culture Academy podcast at the Culture Academy podcast on Instagram. You can follow us on Google Music, um, Apple iStore. You can follow us on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Facebook. Actually, try to follow us on Facebook. We need a little more followers up in that avenue. So Facebook. Just search Culture Academy Podcast. You'll see us pop up. Follow share, and share. Like. Do all that good shit. And just like you said, if anybody got a few promotions, hit us up in the DMs. Hit us up in the message. Uh, we'll definitely look out look out for y'all. But, um, yeah, it's like you said, it's a good day back in class. As always, uh, you know, spring break spring break uh, session is over. You know, just came back from a cruise from the Bahamas. So, you nice. know, had to, had to be out there. Um, 
drinking and shit. And I tell you what, man, these cruise ships, bro, they be hooking this shit up, bro. They don't, they don't be playing around. I told buddy to, I said, yo, hook me up with a uh, crown and coke. Now it was. Oh Pepsi. yeah, you, oh yeah, that's just gonna be mostly crown. It was Pepsi on the cruise. They didn't have coke on this cruise. I was kind of disappointed. But when I tell you that shit was eighty five percent crown, I said Jack and Crown, a Jack and Coke, eighty five percent. So they've been hooking it up. So yeah, you was getting wasted. I was getting fucking smashed. So like always, you know, like I said, everybody, you know, definitely do that if that's your opportunity. Do that if that's your avenue. Um, yep. That is it. And, you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm talking, trying to make this shit longer and shit because it's like 48 minutes and 30 seconds trying to make 50 minutes, but we ain't going to get there. Let's just cut it off right now. Yo, you were hilarious, man. So, <laughs> got to cut this guy off at the guy. Like, they had to cut your ass off at the bar on the cruise. Hey, they kept me off. They kept, they kept, they kept them coming. I was chilling. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, all right, man. But we out of here, man. Culture Academy Podcast, as always. Class dismissed. Get out of here, man. Exactly. Peace. Yeah.